Hello, this is John Harrigan with the Secret to Immortality podcast, where we teach you how to be healthy, how to be healthy, strong, happy, and physically immortal. The secret to immortality is actually very simple. Everyone uses it every day. What we think, what we say, and what we physically do creates our lives for better or ill. And when we slowly or quickly change our mind, change our bodies, change what we physically do and say, a great change takes place within us and in our world. Everything about us, who we are, can be transformed, improved, and made eternal. We can find our eternal self, our eternal soul, But it takes a little searching, a little practice, and a little evaluation. Evaluating what we're thinking, what we're saying, and what we're physically doing. What we're thinking, what we're saying, what we're physically doing. A lot of what we're doing, most of what we're doing, is actually unconscious. It's automatic, and it it needs to be. You don't need to think through how to tie a shoe every time you do it. Um, maybe at the age of four or five, you did. I remember when I was learning to tie a shoe and uh, three sisters and um, two of them were showing me how to do it. And I just couldn't do it. But the day came where something just clicked in my little brain where I could tie that shoe. And the secret to immortality is the same. It takes practice. It takes introspection with the benefit of someone who's been down the path, who is presently doing the work, and who's a a little farther ahead of you. And that happens with immortality coaching. The secret to immortality that we teach on our website, immortalnow.com, that's immortalnow.com, now.com where we teach the secret to immortality in three parts. One is mindfulness for immortality. Two is Qigong for lasting life. Qigong is an, an ancient Chinese meditative art. And we go into that quite a bit on our website. And the third part of the secret to immortality is immortality coaching when you work with another person. Again, secret to immortality at immortalnow.com in three parts. One, mindfulness for immortality. Two, Qigong for lasting life. You can learn about Qigong on the website and see a free video. And three, immortality coaching. Three parts. Mindfulness, Qigong, and coaching. And that's how we transform. The secret to immortality again and again, I'll tell you, it's no secret. We're creating this world we live in. We're creating it by our thoughts, our words, and our deeds. And I suggest to you, when we think in a different manner, and what are beliefs? Beliefs are just thoughts. I personally don't have a lot of beliefs, and I try to undo them when I have them, so I can just experience the perfect bliss of existence, the perfect bliss within myself that is also within everyone else. And thoughts and beliefs get in the way where thoughts thoughts are important is like what I'm doing right now. I have to think about what I'm going to say and use my thoughts a little bit. But for the most part, when I inventory my thoughts, if I just let them roll, they can most of them can really be worries 
that I'm working through or past injuries. And with The Secret to Immortality, we teach you how to let go of injuries. We teach you how to slowly sort of peel that onion and let go of harm that's been done to us, um, beginning at the beginning. Uh, the creation, the way that we have set it up here, is really a, a difficult and harsh reality for everybody. At best, you know, life goes well if we're lucky and we can kind of ignore and um, deny the harshness of life to a certain point. But I assure you, if you live long enough and you outlive your loved ones, you're in store for um, some pretty severe harsh, harsh reality um, if you haven't faced that yet. And most people face harsh realities, you know, right out of the gate. Um, loss of job, loss of income, loss of health. So often it's loss, extreme and painful loss, that gives us the motivation we need to work through something like the secret to immortality. If, every, if everything is going really well in our lives, we don't have really any motivation to do anything but what we're doing. And, you know, that may be sometimes a good life that goes a long time and, and, and no one's ever really challenged. I've met to meet that person, but I promise you there are people who will tell you that and tell you, start to hear their complete story. But we can all live in denial, but let's not. The secret to immortality is about awakening to the reality of how we're creating this world and how we can make it into something we want. With the secret to immortality and mindfulness for immortality, we really focus on one simple thing, th that we are all planning to die. Somehow, some way, we deny it, we put it off, but we all accept that death is a natural outcome of life. And if we are, in fact, creating this reality, what do you think the idea, passive or strong, that death is part of life, what do you think that idea does to the cells of our body? What do you think the idea that we're accepting, even buying into our own death? Nobody wants to die, but everybody insists that they do at some point. And with the secret to immortality, we're asking you to consider not accepting death as the outcome of your life and giving every cell in your being the information, the will, the instruction from you that you intend to live forever, doing whatever it takes to be that person who can do that with others doing the same thing. Where exactly did this secret to immortality come from? Where did I get this idea or who taught me? Who were my mentors? How did this come about? I would suggest you go to my website. I have many articles about how that happened and my biography. If you go to the blog on immortalnow.com, go up to the menu uh, for the blog and to the right on every blog page, there are some essential articles and they go in depth about my history and how I was introduced to the secret to immortality. I didn't, I didn't think it up or create it, but I was born with a very strong will to know the secret to life. 
I'd felt I'd lived many, many lifetimes before, um, rich, poor, in between, smart, not smart, and I just missed the purpose of life, missed the, missed the real meaning of life, the secret to life. So I was born with a, a str- very strong motivation to know the truths. And I remember as a young child, and even a boy, um, I was fortunate to be raised around some pretty nice friends and pretty nice families and in a fortunate neighborhood. But I knew is is mature, helpful, beautiful, nice, kind, and loving some of these adults were. I knew that they didn't know the secret to life because they weren't sharing it or talking about it or doing anything that would lead me to think that. So I was just driven, driven, driven. The first time I was about six years of age looking into a mirror and I was just seeing all the past lives that uh, I appeared to have lived and I was really intent on making this lifetime different, the final lifetime. I don't exactly believe in reincarnation, but I have a lot of memories of lifetimes. They are a mosaic uh, that has created who I am in this lifetime's mission. So again, I don't really teach things like reincarnation in many lifetimes. It's just the story of me, um, born with memories of lots of lives. And when I was five or six looking at all those lifetimes, maybe about 1,500, 1,500 or so, they were all alive as though they were happening at the same time and as though they were happening in that moment. And if I look back into those lifetimes now, I'm not, I'm not really looking back. I'm just looking in one timeless place of all these lives happening. And they are happening at the same time. They're not even in the past. They're all alive. Can't explain it, but some of you may have had the same experience and that's how it is. It does sort of agree to some of the, agree with some of the uh, physics, uh, the new theories of physics. Uh, in the last 15 or 20 years. But that's another story, and I don't want to put you to sleep. So where did this come from? I just had a burning desire to know the secret to life, and I was doing any, I was going to do anything I needed to do to get it. That was my primary motivation every day. And my mother was my first mentor. Um, she studied metaphysics, got all the metaph- metaphysical books from the library and from her friends, and she shared them with me in my early teens. And she was reading of yogi masters and practicing yoga. And my mother was a very stable, a sincere person. So she would pass these books to me, and we would read them and share them. And when I was about 15, turning 16, I took a class in um, spiritual development uh, that I found very helpful. And I met a woman who was working on her own immortality process. And all I can tell you is this was a phenomenal woman and she kept it mostly private. She didn't write about it. She didn't share about it. And this wasn't really even the woman teaching the class that I um, got so much out of. This was the, a woman that was mentoring the woman teaching the class. But I was lucky enough to spend time with this American elder that was involved with the secret to immortality. And when she shared that with me, her own immortality process, I knew 
that that was the secret that I was supposed to find, that I was looking for. I went, that's it. And she looked at me, a sensitive woman with a, a lot of abilities, and she just told me I had that uh, cell of immortality in me. And um, I knew she was right. Sometimes you just meet someone and um, there's a profound awakening and that's what happened. And she was a mentor to me just by being who she was and doing who she was. I didn't spend a lot of time with her, but I uh, one time spent the weekend and it was a fascinating, beautiful thing and um, something of a struggle. You know, everything we get in life, we have to pay for. <laughs> and immortality is no different in some way. We have to let go of some things, learn new things, and sometimes that can be painful. But my first mentor, my mother, and of course my father and his strength and his character uh, was more than a mentor, you know, just uh, putting me together as a child and a, a young man. But in the specific spiritual pursuit um, was this woman elder working on her own immortality process. And as that went on, so I would call her my second mentor, my mom my first. This woman my second mentor, maybe um, the class as a teen in spiritual development, maybe um, the woman who taught that. A lot of women here. I have three sisters and no brothers, but uh, I don't think there's any reason or any importance one way or the other. They could have all just as well been men. But these are women for me. Um, so those were my early mentors. And, and what happened further is I met uh, in Seattle when I was about 43. I met a Qigong Grandmaster was in the United States working as a Chinese physician, a Qigong Grandmaster in um, United States. He grew up in Beijing and he had a father that was a Qigong Grandmaster and um, a Chinese physician. We sometimes say uh, traditional Chinese medicine, but that's not really uh, an accurate term and they don't use it in China. It's called Chinese medicine because it's their form of medicine and they came up with it and it's pretty darn powerful if, if you work with somebody that's very, very good at it. So um, by accident, I just went to him for some help with a medical problem and uh, I'd never had acupuncture and tea, herbal tea from China. And they both helped immensely, but he said, John, if you really want help with your medical problem, come to my Qigong class. He said this in broken English. He didn't sound like me, <laughs> but if you want help. Um, I didn't know what Qigong was, but I went to his class, and you know what? It instantly helped me. The Qigong, what I understood pretty quickly is the Qigong, I call it the third pillar of Chinese medicine, acupuncture, herbs, and Qigong. Qigong is really the most powerful. The other ones are really for acute and perhaps crisis situations, but I found that Qigong, as, as I was learning it, it's something that I'm doing for myself. I'm doing it with a master, with a grandmaster, with other students of different levels. Um, and I am a Qigong master, have been for a long time now, but I don't focus on that because that's not really the crux of what I'm teaching, my purpose and mission in life. That's part 
of this process, the Qigong that I teach, but it's not like, oh, these secret uh, handshakes, secret Qigong exercises. You don't have to do them, but it's really, really helpful, uh, creating stability, calm, and physical immortality in you. And so I met this teacher at uh, about 43, like I told you, and having tremendous effects. And he would talk about what he was doing, that the purpose of this was physical immortality, that he was taught from his early teens by um, Taoist masters in the mountains of China, and they're still teaching him. And uh, one of his teachers was over 200, I think 280 years old or so. And um, then he's had another one that was a bit younger, but they've all been doing this for a long time. And it's really... The same thing the historical um, figure Jesus Christ talks about. Everlasting life. You don't have to die, but you probably need to love your neighbor as yourself. You even need to love your enemy. Love, love, and more love. Radical love that transforms your body. Radical love that transforms the world. We can do it. We will do it. I'm here to help you, to teach you, to lead you upon the path. It's always love every day, every moment, forgiveness. But that's hard to do. We aren't really trained to do it. We're all really born as predators in this crazy creation. And part of the secret to immortality and any good personal development is becoming aware of, of how you impact other people and eliminating the harmful effects and having a positive effect on the world. And when you try to do that, you don't have to be perfect. None of this is about perfection. We aren't becoming perfect. We're just going in a direction of goodness, of hope, of physical immortality, helping everyone that we can along the way. We're going in a certain direction, and with that direction, together, there becomes a critical mass that takes us along, a critical mass, an energy, a help that takes us along. We aren't creating this. We're basically just uncreating everything in ourselves that defeats us and letting the bliss, the perfection of our soul, of creation, come forth in a beneficial, happy way. We're not making ourselves super-duper immortal people, you know, like um, cartoon characters. We already are that eternal being. But we're born with all these impediments and all these filters that, where we see life wrongly, where we see ourselves in a flawed and harmful and painful way. Um, death ain't good. If, if you've been involved in somebody else's or in close calls in your own life, it's not good. And everything that's not good is a type of death, is a type of every hardship, is something wrong is going on when we're suffering and in pain. With the secret to immortality, you learn how to get into that eternal blissful self right here in the flesh is who you are and live that in the world. We help you do that again at our website, immortalnow.com. And when you get to the website, 
go up to the top and look in the margins and we have pages that will teach you about qigong there's a free qigong exercise and in, in a way that's all you ever need of qigong and uh, you can find this podcast there too we have a course a wonderful introductory course you can take and we have weekly instructions you can uh take a monthly membership where we'll have uh, four, three or four lessons a month. And that's been on hiatus for a while, but that's going to start uh, very soon. That's the end of this talk. Bless you and keep you until we meet again.